Hi everyone, welcome back to Masechah Psachim, Tractate Psachim. We were talking about last time the different proofs against two different rabbis in the Gemara. One of them said that when we say in the Mishnah, if you remember from last time, the Mishnah said, The light of the 14th. The light of the 14th is very ambiguous. It could be either the night or the day. So we have an argument between two rabbis. Rav Huna says light, or means day. Rav Yehuda says all means night. That was the argument. And so we went through many different proofs and disproofs on who, which one of these opinions is right. The only one we accepted so far is the one that Rabbi Yehuda says. Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says that all light means nighttime, which means that the night of the 14th, the night before the night of the Seder, we check for Chametz. So that's the only one we proved right so far. And that was from a... Mishnah. So now we're going to do a little bit of a review and then we're going to keep going in the Gemara to see the different disproofs and proofs of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huna, whether light actually means day or light means nighttime. So then we can really see what the Mishnah was talking about and when we're supposed to check for Chametz according to the Mishnah. So let's see what the Gemara says. We're in Dav Bet Amud Bet, uh, I'd say 10 15 lines down. The, the word that starts the line is Lishkache, and the second word on the line is Metve. That's where we're going to be starting. Metve, the seventh Metve. Metve. So now we have a, a contradiction or a proof against one of the opinions. So it says in Tehilim, I thought that darkness, let's read Rashi. Rashi always helps with, with Tehilim, because this specific verse is a little confusing for me. So Rashi is saying in the name of David, David is saying about himself, I thought in my poor state, that when I was being chased, that I will be in this darkness, I will pass away, I will die. And so what happened when David was being chased for his life? He thought that he was going to die. But when he was saved, the darkness became light. Right? Let's read the words of the Pasuk. The nighttime became like light for me. So if the nighttime becomes like light, so what's the opposite of nighttime? It should be daytime. So we must see that from the word light that's used in this verse, it must be that light actually means daytime. No, this is what David was actually saying. I thought that my olamaba would be dark because olamaba is actually light. It's like daytime. But really, no. What I realize is that this world, which is like nighttime, is now actually daytime because you saved my life. So that was the seventh proof. And we can't prove that light actually means daytime because it was disproved by this explanation of David's opinion. We're on the eighth So now we have a verse from a Mishnah that says, I think it's in this Masechet, but yes, it, in this Masechet, it says in this Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda says, we check on the 14th, the light of the 14th, and in the 14th in the morning, 
and during the time of the burning. So we see this juxtaposition between the light of the 14th and in the morning of the 14th. So if you put those together, they can't mean the same thing. They must be two different things. So that means, The fact that they put them together in the Mishnah. So this is the first time we see, actually I think this is the first case we see that it's actually proven. We actually see that it's proven correct. And Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is accepted. Rabbi Yehuda, if you remember, is the opinion that says day, or I'm sorry, light, or is considered nighttime. So according to this Mishnah that we just quoted, it must be that or light means nighttime, and we check or la'abasa, we check the night of the 14th, the night before the Seder. As in the, the Seder night, let's say Seder night is on uh, Monday night, or la'abasa would be Sunday night. Okay, we're on the ninth metve, in the middle of the page. Last word on the line. Metve me'emat ha'abasa So now we have a question. We're going to quote a tosefta. There's a question. It's asked, when is it asul, when is it prohibited to do melacha on the 14th? So on the 14th of Nisan, we know it's prohibited to do uh, a melacha, which is work. We're not supposed to work on the 14th, which is the day of uh, Erev Pesach and so when when does that happen? when? so the, the answer is Rabbi Yezir Ben Yaakov Rabbi Yezir Ben Yaakov says from the time of the light so it doesn't say daytime or nighttime it says light Rabbi Yehuda says from the time Netzachama Netzachama is when you can start to see the sun on the horizon which is in the morning so Rabbi Yezir says when the light comes out, or light, the, from the time of light, Rabbi Huda says, when the sun starts to come out of the horizon. It's called Netzachama, it's a halachic uh, time of day. Netzachama is when the, the first layer of the sun, when you can first see the, the sun pop up from the horizon. Not when the sky becomes uh, bright, not daytime, but when the sun first comes out of the horizon. So through this Tosefta, we still have a continuation of the Tosefta. We're not going to stop here, the Gemara says, but we're going to continue and see what the Tosefta says. Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov asks Rabbi Yehuda, how can you tell me that Netzachama is the time when Melacha is stopping? Netzachama is during the daytime. So how can you say, is as in it's not the beginning of daytime, it's during the daytime. How can you say that before Netzachama, it's not asur, it's not prohibited to do work. And after Netzachama, it is prohibited to do work. How can you split up the day like that and have just part of a day that's prohibited? Uh, so he so he asked, so where did we find that some of it, some of a part of a day is prohibited and the other part is not prohibited? So where do we see? So Abiyuta says, I can show you from a certain halakha in Pesach about the 14th of Nisan that can show you that part of it will be asul and part of it will be mutal. So that what is Abiyuta's answer? When is it part of the day it's mutal but part of the day it's asul? Part of the day it's allowed, it's, it's permitted, but part of the day it's prohibited? When? When we're eating chametz, we're not allowed to eat chametz after a certain time during the day of the 14th. But before a certain time of the day of the 14th, we are allowed. I think it's during the, the daytime, in the morning. I think it should be chatzot, but I don't want to say anything that I, I haven't read yet. So there's a certain time where it splits where you are allowed to eat chametz 
And where you're not allowed to eat chametz, which means that there's part of a day where it's prohibited, part of a day where it's not prohibited. So that can prove that we can still use that for the time of work, when is work prohibited. So now we're going to, so that was the end of the Tosefta, that was the end of the quote. So now we're going back to our Masech Pesachim, and we're going to ask, we're going to see how this word all goes into play. If we see what Rabbi Yehuda said from the time of the sun coming up from the horizon, next to the opinion, Rabbi Yehuda ben Yaakov, who says from the time of the light, it must mean that light means nighttime. So now we're going in, so this is not this Rabbi Yehuda, but the Rabbi Yehuda in our Gemara, in the beginning of the Gemara, right after Mishnah Mesech Pesachim, he says that all means nighttime. And so according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Yaakov's opinion, if we remember, his opinion is, is that it's from the time of the light, Mishat Ha'ol, from the light. So according to that light, that light actually means nighttime. So now the Gemara says, no, no, it's not true. My all. What is this all that we're actually talking about? What is the all that Rabbi Yezel ben Yaakov said is the time where you're not allowed to do melacha? Hu amud hashacha. Am I in the right place? Please. So Amud Hashacha is actually the time that Rabbi Yezab ben Yaakov is holding. That that's the actual time where work is prohibited. What is Amud Hashacha? Amud Hashacha is when the uh, sky or the world seems to look a little brighter. You can't see the sun yet, but the it is daytime. So it's right before the sun comes up from the horizon but there is still considered daytime. So that's the beginning of the day. So now we're going to go off of this answer that we just gave about all, that this refutation of the first all. We first thought maybe all means nighttime because of the way it's put next to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion of Netzachama. But we said, no, that's not true. This all, this light actually means daytime, but not daytime. It means Amut HaShachal, means the beginning of the day, before the sun comes up from the horizon. But if we say that it's actually before the sun comes up from the horizon, so if we look back at the Tosefta that we just read, in there, Rabbi Yezel ben Yaakov asks Rabbi Yehuda, how can you have part of a day that's mutal and part of a day that's asul? Didn't Rabbi Yezel ben Yaakov do the same thing if you tell me that his, uh, uh, his uh, point of demarcation of daytime is Amud because now you have part of the day that's mutar and part of the day that's a sul. This is assuming, of course, that nighttime is the start of each day. And so the nighttime is the beginning of the day. And so how can you tell me, Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov, that during the nighttime it's okay to do uh, uh, melacha, but during the daytime, after mudashachal, it's not allowed. It seems like you're splitting up the 14th of Nisan in part mutar and part asul. And if you're going to, do, going to do that, then how can you ask Rabbi Yehuda the question that you asked? He has to ask himself. He has to ask himself the same question. That's what the Gemara is telling us. So no, we're going to figure this out. And we're going to see why Rabbi Yazab ben Yaakov is allowed to ask that question. So what is this nighttime that Rabbi Yazab ben Yaakov is saying is allowed to do melacha? So no, the Gemara is going to explain. The Gemara is going to explain what is Rabbi Yazab ben Yaakov really saying. It's okay in my opinion. Why? Why is it okay? Because we see that the Rabbanan maybe could have an argument about nighttime and daytime, right? The daytime starts at Muda Shachal, the nighttime goes until Muda Shachal. So there's a set, like a, a very um, set or clear uh, split between daytime and nighttime, and that's Muda Shachal. 
So now you can see how in Rabbi Yezabar Yaakov's opinion, that is what daytime and nighttime is. And so there's no problem of having part mutar and part asul because one is nighttime, one is daytime. Why? How do we know that? Because we can get it from Tanit Sibo. When we do Taniyot, Ad Matai Ochel when are you allowed to eat or drink? Ad until the Amud until the time where this, the, the day becomes bright or the, the, it's daytime outside. These are words of Rabbi Yazban Yaakov. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Ad until the rooster crows. That's Rabbi Shimon's opinion on when, uh, for Ta'anit, when you're supposed to stop eating and drinking. But if we look at this quote that we just gave, we can see Rabbi Yazban Yaakov's opinion that it's okay for the nighttime to be mutal and the daytime to be asul. As you can see, there's an Amuda Shachal. You have Amuda Shachal, the time where the sky becomes bright, and that can be the time when you can have the Chametz, or I'm sorry, the Melacha, be Asul after that time. But now, Rabbi Yezabon Yaakov is going to ask Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, you're the one who says Netzachama. That's not Amuda Shachal. Where do you get this idea that you can have before Netzachal, before Netzachama, excuse me, and then after Netzachama, we have two different statuses? How can you have the daytime, which is after Mudashachav, before Netzachama? How can you have that Mutal, but after Netzachama, Asu? How can you have that, Rabbi Yehuda? It seems like you're splitting up the daytime itself. The rabbis can't argue about that. The sages. So now Rabbi Yehuda can answer him, itself, the 14th of Nisan can itself prove that you can have part of the day mutal and part of the day asul, like we said before. Because before uh, a certain time you're allowed to eat chametz and after a certain time you're prohibited from eating chametz. So we can see from this that Rabbi Huda can answer Rabbi Yezabon Yaakov and now everyone is happy for now. Right, the world is happy, but let's see where we can go further with this. And how Rabbi Yehuda and Yaakov can answer Rabbi Yehuda. So Gemara says Rabbi Yehuda's answer when he said about how it's partly asul to eat chametz and partly mutal to eat chametz. It's a very good answer, Shapir. It's very good. But now, what can Rabbi Yehuda answer to Rabbi Yehuda now? Rabbi Yehuda can now ask Rabbi Yehuda, even though he answered well, Rabbi Yehuda can answer Rabbi Yehuda with a question. You're telling me, I'm sorry, let me rephrase the question. You're, I'm asking you about uh, ideas of Rabbanan, as in these are takanot that are established by the sages, the hours of uh, when, you're stopped, when you stop doing work. And you're answering me with laws of, from the Torah that are not from the sages, that are from the Torah itself about eating chametz. You can't do that. Rashi actually comments on this. So if you answer a deoraita, if you answer deoraita to a question of the rabbanan, it doesn't match up. It's two different statuses, two different levels of halacha. So how can Rabbi Huda answer with a deoraita, which is chametz? So Rabbi Huda can now answer Rabbi Yezer and say, oh, we're not there yet. First, we have to finish the question. So Abuliazov can say, of course, we know that in the Rabbanan, we have set clear demarcations of when is when, when is Asur, when is Mutal, based on the sage's opinion. But when Rabbi Huda brings up the Torah about Chametz, in the Torah, it's not as clear and concise and, and 
uh, set and demarcated as the sages. So now Rabbi Huda will answer Rabbi Yezer and say Vidach, but you Shaod the Rabbanan. So Rabbi Huda, as in Vidach, and you Rabbi Huda will answer Shaod the Rabbanan. No, what what is the idea of chametz that I'm bringing? It's not the prohibition of chametz on the 14th, because that is from the Torah. What am I actually talking about? I'm talking about the hours of when you're not allowed to eat chametz, and the hours, the set time of day that you're not allowed to eat chametz is set by the sages. It's not from the Torah. Ve'idach, and so now Rabbi Yezel can answer him. So we have a concept in, in halakha, that it's called halakha, where we uh, make darim, we make uh, um, helpful fences around certain ideas or prohibitions in the Torah, and we make it a little bit more strict, so that we can make sure that we don't come to do those prohibitions. So for example, the Rabbanan would have said that, maybe going against Rabbi Huda's opinion, that chametz is asur the entire day of the 14th, and not just half. So uh, it's okay, we understand now Rabbi Huda's opinion that half of this day maybe is mutar and half of it is asul for chametz. But it re- in reality, when, when the Rabbanan make a decree, it's not half and half, it's usually the entire day. And that's what Rabbi Yezel can enter Rabbi Huda. And so that's the end of the discussion here in the Gemara. But we see at the end, the conclusion is, or I mean, we're not at the conclusion of the page yet, but the conclusion of this metve, which is number, if I believe, number nine, we see that we can't use all, like we were looking for the entire time. We were trying to find is the the word all when it says light, all does it mean daytime or nighttime? And first we said daytime, but now we really see we can't prove either way. So we're gonna go to the tenth metve. Metve, we're four lines from the bottom. And in masot ela ala chodesh shnira bezmanol kacho. We're not uh, so in the times of the the gemara. I'm gonna to go to Rashi. And Masin Masot. We don't um, carry. I'm not sure what the literal translation is. What it really is is when they used to light fires on different mountains to make sure that people know when the new Rosh Chodesh would be. We didn't have a calendar back then, and so the way we knew when Rosh Chodesh was was when there was fires lit at on certain mountain tops, and that was done when on the thirtieth of every month. Avukot, there were bonfires, but Rashi Arim on the tops of the mountains. I mean Rashi and Mesin Masaot. Hayush luchei bedin. People from the bedin osin lohadia she hayom kichu bedin et achodesh. When the bedin would decide when the chodesh, Rosh Chodesh was, the start of the month would be, they would light a fire, and they would only do that. Ela ala chodesh shenira bezman lo kacho. I'm still in Rashi. Beyom shloshim shenira lekadesh. Diiluk shah chodesh meubar. Beosin rosh chodesh beyom shloshim veechad en mekachinoto shekvar kichu shemaim. Vashmina hai ana da da achser. I'm gonna translate in one second. Avdinan masaot vimale lo avdinan masaot uksh en roin masaot yodin shah chodesh meubar. And so what what they would do? They would light the fires every thirtieth. The 30th of the month, that's when they would light the fire. Let's say the month had 31 days. When they would look to the mountain and they would see no fires, they would understand that the month is actually 31 days. And they would, they would retroactively count and say, oh, this is not the first day, it's actually the 31st. And so that's Rosh Chodesh. And so let's see what the, the Pasuk says. And so when do we do we do this? When do we do this process of lighting the bonfires? 
It says, The light of the ibur, the light of the extra day. Iburo literally means the light of the pregnant, but Iburo means the light of the, the 31st day. What is the light? So what does that mean? It must mean that the light, because we light it during the nighttime, and that's when you would see the bonfires, the light of the 31st day is, let's say the 31st of the month is on Sunday, and the 30th is on Shabbat. The light of the 31st is Saturday night. Motzei Shabbat. That's the light. That's at nighttime. So it must be nighttime. Or Utahu. So it must mean that the light that they're talking about when we're lighting Rosh Chodesh fires for each mountain from the Beddin for Rosh Chodesh, it must mean that that light is actually talking about nighttime. It must mean nighttime. And if it means nighttime, that the, the light that we say in the Mishnah, Ola Abbasal, also means nighttime. Shmamina. So now we have our second proof for light meaning nighttime. It must mean night. So now we have the. Um, the eighth one and the ni- uh, the eighth one and the tenth are according to Rabbi Yehuda. If you remember, Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says that nighttime is what it means when it says oh. Okay, let's do two more. Medve. So we have uh, another disproof against Haya Umed So it says in the Bet Mikdash he would wait all like he would stand all day and give uh, kobanot in the Bet Mikdash. They used to have a lot of kobanot and they would have uh, processes overnight as well and so when he would stay overnight and he would give his koban it says in the in the mishnah or in i think it's the mishnah in maseret zvachim it says leora it says to its light so rebbe says that he needs to wash his hands and his feet again after um a certain time has passed if he stayed up all night ora shiny so we want to say from this, when it says Ora, when it says Ora, we want to say maybe Ora is actually talking about the daytime because he stayed up until the Koban of the daytime. But actually, no, Ora is different. Why is Ora different? Because the way it's said, it's not all, it says Ora. So Ora actually does mean daytime, but in this case, all is not the word we're using, so we can't say that all means daytime. Okay, we're going to end here with the last line. Uh, we'll continue next time with Marzutra at the bottom of Daf Bet Amud Bet. Thank you for joining. All the best.